Yo, what up, pod racers? Are you like me where you sunburn easily? Have narrow shoulders you want to hide from the world? Weirdly small nips? Great news, we have a solution. Original tabletop shirt designs. Reading Rainbow, Dungeon Club, a dungeon and a dragon. Find these and more over at patreon.com slash goblins growlers shirt club at the $25 tier. These are all exclusive limited run designs. We'll never bring them back again. So be sure you get yours by signing up at patreon.com slash goblins growlers. Yippee! Straight from the big pharma to your table. This is a this is a nightmare scenario we're entering here. All work is becoming automated, and big pharma rules everything. <laughs> I don't I don't like Talair. Even you haven't gone into Talair. It's Alaria, and we're uh, getting close. Yeah, this is basically Talair. Bleed over. It's gonna turn out that the edge of Talair is actually the worst part, and like as you get closer to Tinkerhaven, there's a lot more like labor unions and things like that to keep automation from taking over. There better be. There better be. Unionize. This is Quid Pro Roll, a fantasy live play adventure where a party of unlikely heroes embark on a quest to bring dragons back to their world. Are you often tired or sometimes feel too energetic? Hi, Silly Days here for the world's greatest solution to today's problems, E105. E105 is scientifically packed and tested to provide you with everything you need to directly continue upon E104 and the rest of the E-series. It never breaks down, won't wear out, and cuts through nearly anything. But first, some background. Are you a group of adventurers wandering east only to find yourselves in Stratton, E-105 puts the Crescent Bay back in your way. Maybe you're a half-elf ex-convict fretting about returning to places from your past that may still want you dead. E-105 holds up to even the toughest stains. Whether you just purchased a new cart for your things, some fresh citrus fruit to battle scurvy, or rooms at an inn to rest your weary heads, you deserve the comfort of E105. Seeking answers? Call now and get your very own E105 for... That's right, 10 easy payments of... But that's not all. Call right now and we'll double the price and offer. Just don't count on it. Call 1-858-651-5050 to order the E105 experience and understand the deeper meanings. That's right, we'll double something, but you have to figure out what. Call 1-858-651-5050. The morning has broken after a oh, peaceful no. night after a peaceful <laughs> night of baths and sleep and anger at the automation of the workforce. Which whoever roomed with Boat probably had to hear about that for a large portion. Who says of the Boat night. didn't have his own room? I'm gonna, I mean, someone I'm gonna, had to share a room. I'm gonna go out on a limb and say that we decided Boat was getting his own room after the ranting about automation started. That's like it was, probably fair. It was almost like an unspoken agreement between Koza, Alita, and uh, Solonar that like Boat's Boat's gonna get his own room. And Solonar will share a room with, like, Johannes. Slumber party. 
Slumber party! We're gonna dye your hair. I thought we weren't doing that. Well, think so, again. As the rest of you, as everyone comes down in the morning for breakfast, you see a woman and a man um, talking to the person who's the proprietor of the inn. The woman is weeping, weeping softly, and they seem to be having some kind of whispered conversation. Uh, Solonar is saying to Johannes, who is currently with him, he's like, don't let me forget, I need to buy more lockpicks before we leave town. Because you never know when you're going to need more lockpicks. I will not forget. Is Are they seated at the bar? or They're standing at the counter uh, with the proprietor behind the counter. Solonar's Solonar's gonna grab is there there are seats at the bar, I presume? Yes. Solonar's gonna grab a seat at the bar a like comfortable distance away, like not intruding, but also is like here here for food, uh and is planning to have that food at the bar kind of deal. Are you are you trying to like eavesdrop or are you just trying to get the proprietor to feed you i mean i mean subtle eavesdropping not like leaning over and like um come again so before the proprietor walks over to you you hear like some quiet mutterings of it seems that they're talking about someone the last time they saw her you're not really able to glean much more than that without active perception i'll roll active perception i'm bad at it but i'll roll it so Solonar uh, is apparently not very good at doing things that are good to help you listen better. So he starts drumming on the counter with one hand because uh, I rolled a three. He's impatient. He wants his food. He's like he's got that like nervous energy. He's got to get out somehow. Mm -hmm. So the proprietor comes over um, wiping his hands on a cloth. He looks kind of crestfallen. Can I help you? Oh, I was I was just looking to uh, get whatever's whatever's available for breakfast. Are are you good? Oh yes, I'm quite all right. Give me just one moment. I'll bring it out for you. Sure, thank you. Again, the woman is kind of softly weeping as the dude walks into the back. He comes back uh, with a wooden bowl filled with diced tomatoes, toast points, and what seems to be a orb of white cheese in the center. Hmm. Interesting. Thank you very much. And you're for for cheese enthusiasts, it's burrata. Ooh. Mark that off on your checklist. <laughs> the cheese the cheese bingo card that was given at the beginning of this podcast. We've been going for two and a half years. Well, I, I already got uh Klaatu back in uh Marine, so I'm just waiting on Nikto now and I'll be ready for the most magical cheese experience. All right, boat, Koza, Johannes. Koza's gonna dig in. The same. There, there are no crepes available. So there are no crepes available. Is there ham? Not everywhere is gonna have crepe. Nope. Well, you make do with what you can. You scratch together a living. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Which I would know. be easier Sometimes. if robots weren't taking all the jobs. Yeah, <laughs> there it, it is. Be, yeah. It would be so much easier if boat didn't have crippling, crippling heart problems. Oh my well, god, both. I'm a sensitive man. All right. We need to get you medically checked out, man. I mean, he survives on ham and baked goods. The dude's not okay. 
Are you going to make him roll cholesterol saving throws? <laughs> In the middle of a fight, I just like, su- I like surprise him with a roll and he fails it and dies immediately. Oh, God, so, this is supposed to be a kid's game. So the couple sort of quietly shuffles out of the building as you all finish up your breakfast. And the, the proprietor is still looking crestfallen. Yeah, he's gone to wiping the counter. You know, the default animation for all people behind a counter. Hey, hey, man, listen, I don't I don't presume to know what you've got going on, but it seems to be troubling you. Do you want to talk about it? Uh, it's quite all right. The they're parents of one of the people who disappeared. We were hearing about this yesterday. Uh, what what's what's going on? What's happening? We're we're traveling eastward. And we're a little concerned for our own well-being as well. The further east you go, the worse it seems to be. It happens randomly. Uh, No one's really sure how or what, but somebody will go out to the woods or to get water or to go fishing or to hunt, and they're never seen again. So these are usually traveling groups? Not travelers so much as... People from the town who leave the town's boundaries. Travelers don't seem as affected. Interesting. Though, it, is all, it seems to be also happening in towns east of here, so... Well, what... Are there any common, like, qualities of pe- these people? Like, are they young? Are they... Most of them are young. There have... It, I think the eldest was maybe 30, 40. My god, I could be at risk. Uh... <laughs> I'm fine. Uh, (laughs) That's right. Sometimes the oldest are 30 or 40. If you've been persisting on a diet entirely of ham and bacon and crepes, ask your doctor if Bresqueral is good for you. (laughs) Cuts to a picture of Boat sitting in a bathtub on a hill in the middle of nowhere. (laughs) And in another bathtub is an entity made entirely of ham and crepes. Mm -hmm. And it's like... Hey, hey, you want to disappear with me? <laughs> and then somebody walks up with the bottle and they're like, Prescabral, Prescabral. And then they, it goes away and they're like, well, now that you've seen what mi- magic miracles this drug can do, ask your doctor if it's right for you. What horrifying fever dream did we just enter into? Mine. This is a nightmare. Well, look, like if it's, if it's younger folks from around the town, then do is whereabouts do they seem to be going missing? Or is it more random than that? It seems that most of the people have been going missing in Tinkerhaven, but that's not abnormal for Tinkerhaven. I was going to say, I, I don't know how you would know what a unusual number of missing people in Tinkerhaven is. But it's also bleeding out to Cinderdale. It's bleeding out to Hanit. It's bleeding out here. It's bleeding out. I don't think it's hit the monastery, but. Well, friend, I don't. I again, I don't presume to know what you know, but uh, bleeding out is an awfully bleak term to be using for a situation like this. I don't know how else to phrase it. I mean that the sheer fact of the matter. We're coming from Alaria. And I don't know if you know this about Alaria, but there are ways to end up in the Feywild all 
over the place. Like you could just be wandering along the road and you stop to camp for a night. You wake up in the Feywild. Like it's that is not that uncommon there. This could be something like that. You think they were ensorcelled by fairies? I mean, it's possible. I'm just saying like bleeding, bleeding out makes it sound like they're getting murdered in the woods, which I think is a little extreme. Well, I will tell you, if you can find anything, we'd be very appreciative. What kind of appreciative? <laughs> well, I know that the nearby towns have also been afraid of losing more people. I'm certain they would be grateful. We'd be like folk heroes. Sure. I have sounds a question. Like a, sounds like a character background to me. Yeah. <laughs> I have a question. Did you just say, did I hear you correctly, that... It doesn't seem to be affecting travelers as much as it does folks who live here. Yes. Is there anything unique about the people who live in the towns in this area? Mm, not that I can think of. We're a lot of the people in this town are young. They're healthy. They're strong. But other than that, I, it's the same anywhere. Hmm. Yep. Pretty so, much everywhere else, everybody's old and decrepit. <laughs> but so... Even if travelers come through that are young and strong and virile, uh, they're not being taken? I don't know if that's universal, but I haven't heard of travelers being taken. Interesting. Interesting. We'll file that away. It was part of the investigation. I have a bunch of limes, if that helps. I don't think limes are going to help this, Johannes. Well, more for me, I guess. I mean, on on the one hand, we've got our mission, and on the other hand, like, it'd be nice to do something for these folks, even if it was just figure out what's happening and not necessarily solve it. Well, it's happening eastward as well, and that's where we're going, so... All right, we'll figure this out. All right, mm. so all of you get packed up to leave? Yep. Is there anything else you guys want to do in this town? Um... Uh, Solonar wants to buy lockpicks. Okay. Solonar, don't forget to buy lockpicks. Oh, thank you. I was just getting ready to leave town, and here I am, no lockpicks. Boat oh, is also doing some basic reprovisioning, since I spent most of my time yesterday uh, buying a cart and being angry. Wait, did you name our cart yet? I haven't named it yet. You should name the cart, and or all of us should say a letter, and we should jam them all together. Call it the QPR hoopty. <laughs> QPR. Solonar, however many sets of lockpicks you buy, it's only going to be one silver per. Okay, Solonar is going to buy two sets, uh, and he's gonna he's gonna stash the partial set in his pack as a backup for if he loses parts of his other sets. Kosa. Uh, I think Kosa is ready to go. Johannes. I have provisioned sufficiently. Boat? Yeah, he's got what he needs. You all pack up and head eastward, going towards the town of Hanit. There is a gap between the two towns of just forest. Now, this being said, the road across the land bridge is so well-traveled that the journey is fairly easy. There aren't any rocks or trees or anything sort of weird. You get about midway through uh, the first day before running into Alita's deer. 
Hey, Gabe, when Alex says large, the way that she says it very emphasized back there, if you could stretch that out to be her two or three times longer, that'd be awesome. Deer! The deer, like, perks up its head at Johannes, uh, makes a happy little deer noise, and trots over to the group. <laughs> Is it a turkey? <laughs> no, that's a happy deer noise turkey. It's a happy down. deer noise. Is yeah. that not? I'm totally not going to pull up a bunch of YouTube of deer noises just so I can make sure I'm doing this right. You don't have to do it right. It's your world. This deer can make any noise you want <laughs> I mean, it to. My, my problem with you being like, oh, I'm going to find some deer noises so I make better deer noises is I have no idea how a human mouth makes deer noises because some of them are like squeaky and sharp but also kind of like raspy. Like, I don't, they're weird, man. They're so weird the sound noises. I make when I'm excited. Yeah, what? this this sound. Oh yeah, I guess it is like that sound. <laughs> yeah, it's that. <laughs> All right, so Barnaby's back. Uh, Alita, what what is the what's the status? Like what what he scouted ahead, I guess. So what what are we what are we getting into? What are we what are we expecting? Um, give me a minute. He says that there have been some really shady characters traveling this road. He's not terribly sure what their deal is, but he says that we need to be careful. Solinar looks around at the group and he's like, well, I know a, I know a group of kind of shady characters that are traveling this road. And I don't know what their deal is. Who, who are we referring to? Are we referring to us? Yeah, we're no, going to they... we're going to out shady these shady characters and show them what's what. I don't, think me and Co- I don't think me and Koza and Johannes are capable of shadiness. Oh, are what? you kidding me? Koza made that giant mushroom that one time, uh, and it kept was, us the whole yeah. storm away. Do you, do you need shade? I was going to say. Could do that. Now that Solidar's back, this area is going to start seeing a whole lot more shade. Guess who's back? Back again. Solidar's back. Oh, tell a don't friend. Rem- don't remind me. And definitely don't tell your friends. And I've never known anyone to throw shade like Alita does, so like... Hey! I have never thrown shade. She doesn't know magical darkness. Why are you looking at me like that? I, you basically spent the first several months we were traveling together exclusively throwing shade at me in particular. I, I did not. Yes, you absolutely did. I did not. Uh, regardless, though, like we can we can handle these punks, whatever, whoever they are, whatever they may be doing. Well, he says that there are a group of them, so... Did he, did he catch how many? He says he was distracted because they're carrying a... They were dragging along a... A what? Really? A gold cage? On wheels? Oh, we gotta catch these guys. I want a gold cage, you guys. Was there a tiger? Why do you want a gold cage? Was there something cool like a tiger in it? Uh, he didn't see what was in the cage. He was very distracted. Yeah, see, there's thing number one. There's definitely something cool in that cage. Thing number two, you have any idea how much gold you would need to make a cage out of it? Not to mention wheels. Well, maybe the wheels aren't gold. Regardless, that is a lot of gold. It might just be. It might just be covered in gold. It might just be a gold leaf cage. You know what? That is that is a gamble I'm willing to take. Also. Random shady individuals with a cage. These could be our abductors. Is that what you think is happening? I don't know. It's worth checking out. 
Particularly the golden cage part. You think strange bandits in the woods are enticing residents of local towns into a golden cage (laughs) so they can be hauled away, but... The, us walking through the woods are not a juicy target for them. All right. Well, here's the thing. If they haul away the locals to put them in the golden cage, let's say these strange bandits run, I don't know, a uh, mechanical labor replacement factory, and if the locals are gone, then they can replace them with robot workers and make more money. Son of a... But what I'm thinking is it would... I'm not a kidnapper. Let's just say, say that up front. I've never. I'm ad- glad we clarified. I've never you have to say that anybody. before any words that you say. I've you never mean. abducted anybody before. But I'm just saying, if I were, it would make a lot more sense rather than to disrupt how a community is put together by kidnapping individuals from it to lie in wait instead and kidnap the weary traveler who nobody knows maybe doesn't have a family and nobody really knows to expect them and won't miss them that would make a lot more sense to me so here's what you do you set up your golden cage somewhere where people are gonna see it near watering holes half hidden but not quite and then somebody goes what's that glinting over there and they go in to investigate and when they go to investigate they see the cage and they're like wow that's a really big golden cage and then wham you get them on the back of the head and you stuff them in the cage and you drag them away classic smash and grab technique what's the whole point of it being gold that's so gaudy and attention grabbing well uh let's give some consideration to what kinds of creatures like both gold and eating people. Mmm. Boy, it's such a long list. Sure is sure is hard to consider what could be the the cause for all I, of I this. Get, cannibals. I get it, Solana. It's cannibals. I get it. Yes. I get it. Cannibals, Johannes. Thank you. I knew it. Did, did uh, Bartleby, did they did you get any good smells? Um, hold on. He says oil, perfume, and wood smoke? Oil. Perfume. Robots doing the kidnapping. (laughs) They're even stealing the bandit jobs. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my god. The waveforms on that laugh look hilarious. I look, we I feel like we have to investigate because this sounds very much like chromatic dragon business, and we're all about stopping that. Yeah, I'm anti-chromo drogo. All right. Where did Barnaby see these these people going, and when, and how quick can we catch up with them, you think? He was, they were traveling north toward the sea. What? We're going east. No, They're I, going north. I, I, I hear that, but there's no ports or docks or anything. Most of the coast over here is all pretty jagged and shallow. There's not a whole lot of sailing opportunities. That's why there's no ports here. That's... I I am telling you what the deer said. Okay. I'm just saying it's weird. Does, Koza, do you have any, like, tracking spells? Can you, like, turn into a bloodhound or something? Does Bull, does Bull do any tracking? Bull. 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 Hi, Bull. Bull, like, pops out of the little basket that he's, that, that it's in. Can you help us find... Uh, missing people. It turns its little mushroom head. 
It then uh, the basket lid makes a little soft sound as he as it drops back down to chill out. Well, um, I guess that wasn't critically clear, but um, let's see here. I mean, I I could turn into a bloodhound, but I don't know what I would be smelling for. Uh, um, oil and perfume and. What was the third thing? Musk? Wood smoke. Wood smoke. That's the one. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, well, first, because um, it's going to look around, do I see any smoke? You do not. All right. Actually, roll for perception. Uh, 11. Nope. You don't see any wood smoke. You do kind of smell something. A smelly smell. Yeah, okay. A smell that smells like a boat. Because it's going to turn into a, yeah, we'll, we'll just say a bloodhound. Okay. Uh, and sniff, try to figure out where that smell is coming from. You're able to follow the Koza hound into a thick patch of woods. You're going to uh, have zero days until our last thick. <laughs> <laughs> We've gone this many days without Alex saying thick, and we just have to sadly it's turn as it as a back team. It's as a team, team effort. You're gonna have to leave the cart behind, and possibly some of the, and possibly the horses. Can we? Can I mount a horse and bring snuffles with? Yeah, you could probably do that. It it's gonna be difficult for the horse to travel mm-hmm. across this space, mm-hmm. but Snuffles is capable. You know, Snuffco Joustco Snuff Joe Joustco Snuff Joe Joustco co- yes, Company. There we go. We're back Yay. back in action. Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna say that with the terrain being difficult, midnight not only like stops short of getting into it proper. But when Solonar's like, no, come on, see, Snuffles is doing it. Midnight gives him like the most side eye that like horses already have their eyes on the side of their head. And this is like, <laughs> you what kind of side? eye? Like it is the eye remarkable. Drifts further and further back on the head. Oh, God. No, it's a nightmare creature now. In it's the a main. Junji Ito drawing at that point. Uh, and then Solonar's like, all right. Um. I guess I guess we'll leave you around these parts and then we'll come back. We'll come back and get you along with the cart. Just stay near the cart. Are you going to stay near the cart? Oh, I'm going to have to tie you to something. I can leave Barnaby with her. Well, that works. So you all travel deeper into the woods and it's not long before not only do all of you begin smelling wood smoke, but you also hear like raucous laughter you hear the sounds of conversation and sort of this boisterous energy and crunching bones no crunching bones the robots laugh (laughs) (laughs) the loud voices eventually bring you to a small clearing where a group of ruffians have set up camp they sit around the fire drinking ale and eating roasted meat there is off to the side a very tall, slender man that doesn't really seem to fit in with the group. No. Elon. He's, he's not slender man. Okay. I have to say slender and man. Adjective man, not not entity cryptid. It is okay. a slender right. it is a slender man who doesn't Thin fit in. Dude. N- named Elon. <laughs> <laughs> 
He has sort of a sharp hooked nose, black hair, and he's wearing like deep purple robes that are in a style you're, none of you are terribly familiar with. But he's talking about shoegaze. To no your one's attention, listening. however, is going to be drawn away from him to the golden cage sitting on wheels. Within it is a blonde elven girl with a braid falling down her back and dressed in a very Talarian style. How many brigands do we have here? About eight. That's a lot pretty of, easy. It's a lot of brigands. We don't want to get, we don't want to get like teamed up on. Hmm. Solonar's like, all right, all right. We need a plan. Kosa uh, uh, does like him? <laughs> just a little like a little like whimper or just kind of like a, a, a an agreeing kind of uh like a sigh kind of thing <laughs> i i don't know what koza just said but it seemed agreeable to me ish i think i think I w- that was the plan koza just gave us the plan if that was the plan i have no idea what we're doing all right here's here's what i'm thinking I'm thinking two of us go that way and we make a noise which will lure a couple of them out of the camp to come and investigate. Then the three of you come in and attack the camp directly. We'll circle around the two and attack the camp from the other side. And then the two who went to investigate will hear all the commotion. And by the time they're back, we'll clobber them. What? Yeah. What? I'm worried about that purple guy. Uh, Koza's going to bark in agreement. <laughs> sound uh, causes the hook-nosed man to kind of like straighten up and start looking around. He's got. Does he have an exclamation point above his head or is it just a <laughs> yes. question mark? Yes, Sol- he does. Bo Solonar- gets his cardboard box out and hides in it. <laughs> Solonar drops into his stealthing stance and just like mutters, pincer move, pincer move, as he disappears into the brush. Uh, Johannes, uh, creates a pincer with his arms and he wraps around a tree boat. His eyes roll back in his head uh, and he feels <laughs> magical energies coursing through his body. And he uh, cast disguise self and now looks like uh, one of the brigand types. Okay. So boat is transformed. Mm-hmm. Solonar is sneaking into the brush with a 26 stealth. Perfect. Koza. Koza's going to sneak with, um, uh, Solonar. Okay. Um, I have no idea what the stat block for a <laughs> bloodhound is. Yeah, you, you're you could probably just find dog. A uh, mastiff? Yeah, that's fine. Cool. That'll work. I mean, a bear is really just a large dog. Yeah. <laughs> um, my stealth is five. No, it's plus five. No, it's, it's just <laughs> plus two. <laughs> Youf. No, that's the sound the dog makes. <laughs> That um that smell of meat, oh man, Koza was not prepared for how much it would affect him in the form of a dog. Yeah. And so while you're stealthing, are you like? Yeah, and there's like slobber dripping out. Yeah, Koza does like a shake. Um, maybe I do some whatever this is. Audio podcast (laughs) chat. I know. (laughs) I just I need to show you all. You guys are listening to this and unfortunately you cannot see Chapman's dog being incredibly cute. 
Just bouncing around on the bed. But, but also bed like bounces. running in circles and pawing at the blankets as if the blankets are in his way. Yeah, they are. There's meat. There's meat somewhere. We got to find the meat. There's meat in this bed. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh, oh. I, I, sorry. I needed to show you all that. And usually I don't catch it on camera, so... That's so cute. Magnificent. Yeah, so Koza uh, tries to, to sneak up, but he's so affected by the smell of this, um, this cooking meat in dog, as he's a, in dog form. Um, so one of the people, like, it's it's a, it's really greasy meat, so it slips out of their hand. <laughs> and Koza just lunges into the clearing to try to grab it. Okay, before we resolve that nightmare, Johannes, what did you do? Uh, I hugged this tree, and um, did the tree did the tree reciprocate? Uh, it did not, for it is a tree and has no arms. Okay, uh, I guess uh, I guess if it wants to ignore its branches like that, I'm going to I'm going to um, climb this tree. I tell Snuffles, I go, Snuffles, you heard the man. We gotta do a pincer. I'll come from above, and you come from below. Snuffles kind of looks at you like, what? <laughs> Snuffjo, Jasko. So as you're climbing the tree, Koza dives for the meat. The brigands all sort of make an, you know, a whoa sound as this giant bloodhound just sort of lunges for this food. I crit my tree climbing hole. <laughs> Perfect. Hell you know, yeah. You climb up that tree like Spider-Man. <laughs> whoa, I'm Spider-Pig. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, so after Koza leaps for the meat, uh, Boat, uh, now looking like a brigandy type fellow, stands up and uh, just sort of shouts into the group. He's like, now, old Duke, you get back here right now. Ain't no, you shouldn't go messing around with them. And Boat just sort of wanders sort of lazily out of the out of the weeds. He's like, boys, I'm sorry. I didn't mean for my dog to uh, get away from me like that and disturb y'all's dinner. Oi, get your dog under control. Uh, Duke, now, Duke, y'all, come over here now. Stop bothering those men. We'll get back to our camp, and I'll feed you there. Do I get the meat? Yes, you get the meat. Uh, okay, because uh, it's got that meat in his jaws, and he uh, turns and uh, kind of realizes, like, his eyes goes wide at the realization of what he's just done um, and starts uh, scampering back towards boat. The gentleman in the purple robes uh, folds his hands behind his back and walks over to you casually. And who are you with? Well, you see, I'm just a simple country bandit. We're operating from the cell a couple towns over. We went out hunting tonight for sport. Uh, There are those who call me Tim. (laughs) And uh, I'm going to roll deception. Roll. There has to be somebody who's called Boat Tim before. Yeah, that's a 10. So there's a moment that passes, there's an expression that passes over this man's face of confusion and doubt. He doesn't think he's seen you before, but he could be wrong. He takes a step back. Of course. You can report to your superiors that we have the girl and... We are going to get her on the boat by day's end. Oh, I reckon that'll make them mighty pleased. I'll just go pass that along right now. Wonderful. Y'all y'all take care now, yeah? Would it be possible for as the man as as 
boat as Tim is saying, uh, y'all take care now for Solinar to, is there like a guard kind of on the, the edge of the camp holding watch and Solinar to just break stealth and shank him with his rapier? Well, hopefully shank him with his rapier while yelling, pincer move. Oh my God. Can you shank without a shank? But, I mean, it's a rapier, so it's like a really long shank. I mean, I guess you get advantage for surprising for the long guy. long shanking. Long shanks is a word. So uh, it's obviously a thing. I think it's uh, a name. I think it's Tim's last name. Tim Longshanks. How's a, how's a 13 doing for me? That's actually a hit. What? Yeah. That's a little wild. I got two sixes, a four, and an eight for a total. Of 24 piercing damage. I think you, I think you put, you pierced his, like his, his kidney is hanging on your sword on the other side, perfectly taken out, right? I, yeah. If you want to, if you want to, if you want to describe this, he's absolutely dead. So Solinar, uh, boat, uh, as boat is saying, y'all take care now. His eyes catch movement across the camp. As Solinar pulls attention out and runs the man through, uh, clear, like, through the base of his neck, like, basically, like, right at his, uh, clavicle from the back, and yells, Pincer move! Uh, Koza hears softly from the bush, Oh my gods. As Alita stands up and, like, pulls her mace out, like, well, I guess this is happening. Kosa sees this person die, gives the dog equivalent of a shrug, and uh, turns back (laughs) into a person. The dog equivalent of a shrug is that long-suffering dog sigh that... (sighs) Yep. (laughs) Upon seeing this, uh, Tim just... Goes eyes agog, clutches his chest, is like, Duke, Duke, what is happening? (laughs) (laughs) And he just sort of stumbles back like Fred Sanford having a heart attack. Uh, Johannes. Oh, Johannes. So I got, I I have climbed this tree. Is there any coconuts in this tree? There are no coconuts. Is there? It's an evergreen forest. I take a potato out of my bag. Hell yeah. And and I Are you about um, to yeet it at the at this guy's head? I ready the potato. Okay. And I ready a second potato. I have okay. both potatoes and I I take them and um and I I'm like kind of like loosening up. You are still undetected at this time, so. I know. I just, I can't, uh, I'm Snuff Judge Asco. I can't, I have to wait till Snuffles emerges from the earth as a old, great old one or something. I don't know exactly <laughs> how Snuffles is going to approach this. The uh, hook-nosed man looks mildly surprised, but very quickly uh, shakes it off, shakes his arm to get his, his arms to get his sleeves out of the way, and puts his hands in a position that is very clearly a spellcaster position. Uh, the rest of the bandits draw their scimitars, and everybody needs to roll for initiative. All right. Johannes, you're up first. 
Um, am I acting at the same time as Snuffles? Snuffles seems to be crouching into the brush. Uh, officially, she's holding her action. I'm gonna, I'm gonna hold my action until Snuffles. Boat. So I'm still over there, at the edge of the camp, I guess, near the purple man. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, is he facing me, or is he turned around because of the commotion? He's turned to the commotion. He's turned to the commotion. In that case, I think I'm just going to uh, attack him with my axe. All right. Um, <laughs> Roll. Roll at advantage because his back's to you. All right. Uh, nat 20 on advantage. Yo! Uh, All right, double max. Uh, 1d12 plus 3. <laughs> so, <laughs> 27. Nice. Um, is he still, like, up after I do that? Like, is he still yes. good? Okay. Yes. Um, all right, then I'm going to punch him too. Um, with my unarmed strike. Now that I've got my ax buried in his back. Okay. Just like punch him in the back of the head. Yeah. Donkey punch him. I don't think that hit him though. Cause that's a 12. That would not hit. All right. Well, I'm going to leave my ax in his, uh, in his back. All right. Let, let me know if, um, this is too late, but I just realized my thing is a reaction. Um, so I see um, Solonar, like this person die, right? Okay. <laughs> and Koza's like, oh, and as, how, how does the guy fall to the ground? The like, one that gets pierced in, the, in his clavicle? Yeah. I would, I, I would assume uh, in the same manner that someone falling unconscious while standing upright might, like face first, just plap. Fatal, direct in, fatally direct into the sand morbidly flop so, dirt so in the background of like johannes just clobbering this person um you see oh no you see this this guy has like falls to the ground and then uh, weirdly is like his skin is sort of like undulating in weird ways and he starts to like lift up off the ground in a strange way this, and then like these like fungus and mushrooms start sprouting from his like ears and eyes and mouth as he starts shambling towards the uh the rest of the uh people so you just animated dead yes fungal infestation you for yikes for a, okay for a brief moment solonar's like how did that not kill him oh god and then the guy starts sprouting mushrooms and he's like Oh, oh no. Oh no. Just because I say, oh yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, sorry. Yo- did Johannes kill the person? No, no Johannes Sol- hasn't attacked anyone oh, wait, yet. Wait, sorry. It was. Oh, sorry. Boat got the double max. Right. No, or, he did not. He has not killed anyone. Okay. But he did, he get, did get the, the double, double max. max. You are correct, but Boat, he has not killed the guy. Boat got double max on a very clearly much more powerful dude. It's Solinar who got the kill. Okay. We got this. So two of the bandits are going to rush towards Solinar. One of them is going to miss by a solid margin. The other is going to hit him for seven damage. With what? With his scimitar slashing. Mm. Just like brings it down, cuts through Solinar, just like leaves a gash on his shoulder. And Solinar's like, no, ow. Another one goes charging at boat and misses by a solid margin. Yeah, you better run. (laughs) <laughs> at me. 
Okay. Run, run at me, bro. <laughs> so, you guys have any more things you want to you want to take your shirt off and like hold your arms out and say, "Come at me." Oh hell yeah! No, I, no, I don't. Oh, I'm very serious about this combat. You you want to go, bro? You want to go? No. Alita is going to reach out her hand and point at Boat. Uh, Boat, you are going to feel a surge of energy run through your veins. Yeah. Uh, and that's true strength. What, what? Uh, two of the bandits are going to go after Koza. Both of them are going to hit. Okay. They also have scimitars? Yes, all of, all of them have scimitars except for the dude in purple. Both of them are going to come for Koza. Uh, total damage you're going to take, Koza, is ultimately going to be nine. And it's going to be through both of them coming at you and swinging their scimitars, almost like a pair of scissors, slicing in. Oh, that's teamwork, <laughs> y'all. When, we need to get that kind of teamwork going. Sizzlimitars. <laughs> All right, Koza, this, however, is your turn. Yeah, Koza tries to deflect the blows as much as possible, but they still slice into him. He looks at them with like a flash of anger and his club like sprouts the extra mushrooms, you know, not club, his uh, staff. He takes a swing, does not miss, definitely does not, or does not hit rather. Um, <laughs> so excited. The other does not miss where it does miss. You didn't hit a, t- you didn't hit a 12? Nope. Damn. Um, unless, unless... Unless. Unless. Well, Shillelagh does turn your weapon into a wisdom modifier instead of the normal strength. So I don't know if you've got those already programmed in there, but. Mm, That's still just an eight. Oh, (laughs) Oh, yeah, that's a low roll. Uh, This is because it's still staggered from from getting sliced. So his swing, his swing with his quarterstaff is just completely misses. Uh, However. Coming up next to him is this shambling fungal mimicry of a human at this point, which takes a, um, swings its arms at one of these two bandits. Gross. Yeah, that's going to hit at a 21. Oh, yeah, decidedly. Six damage. Yeah. Gives a clobbering whack of six damage. Is there anything else you want to do with this turn? Um... Oh, no, no. Halo's... Yeah, yeah. Oh, sorry. I just... The two uh, bandits who got in in range of me, I don't know if you want to do this on their turns or now, but they they need to be Halo, Halo's board. Okay. Um, so, uh, it's constitution saving throw? Yeah. One got a 15. One got a 5. Uh, one matches, one fails. Uh, meat, meat counts. Which meat way? always counts. favorite thing. Yeah. Um, so to the one that fails, it uh, receives four necrotic damage. So with a sort of bubbling sound and a choking sound, the bandit that's one of the bandits that swung for Koza begins to make a as mushrooms begin to just sort of grow out of his mouth and nose. Uh, eventually he collapses. Oh, but does he? Because I can use my reaction. <laughs> oh, I mean, no, does he? Okay. You've already used Darn a reaction this turn. <laughs> God. I love I love that. Sorry. Yeah, I already used what, that. What reaction. more can you do now? How is this going to be like Michonne just like walking some mushroom zombies on chains <laughs> through the forest? 
I just yeah. love Oh, but does he? <laughs> yeah, that was that was very charming. Uh, so maybe he doesn't do it right now, but in a little bit. Gross! <laughs> He's the, mu- yeah. the mushroom mancer. All right, Solinar, that brings us to you. Uh, so Solinar is going to be like, hey, no touchy. And then he puts both his hands together uh, with with the thumbs in contact with each other and just shoots a sheet of flames forward at both bandits that have approached him. They need to make deck saves uh, and they are shooting for a 13. Both of them fail. Beautiful. So they are going to... Uh, a a wave of fire just washes over both of them, uh, dealing 11 damage to each for your numbers. And they're just like, their clothes are on fire, their hair both is them, singed. Both of them are fully incinerated. What? So, so their clothes are on fire, their hair is singed, and with a like single gasping scream, both of them go down. Gross. <laughs> All right. Uh, two of them are going to go for boat. Miss. And a super miss. So they're both going to charge towards him, shouting. Uh, boat is going to just, like, slightly shift out of the way, and both of them are just going to whiff their swings. Nice. All right. But the wizard is going to turn to you and bring up his hands. Can uh, he do that with are- my axe buried in his back? I mean, are you holding it? Yeah, no, I can. buried it and just left it there. Yeah, if, you, if you've if you let go of the axe, he can move. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm just saying from like a physiological standpoint, I critted him and buried an axe in his back. Can he raise his hands? Well, I'm not. He doesn't raise them like he's in a roller coaster and being excited. He's raising them slightly to shoulder height to do magic stuff. He's raising them like he has an axe in his back and he's not yeah, happy. He is, he's raising right. them very tenderly. Hmm. If you're in the club with an axe in your back, raise your hands, raise hands. He's going to shoot forward this strange purple mist. Uh Uh-oh, all right. Boat, I'm going to have you roll a wisdom saving throw. Ah, deep purple's smoke on the water spell. (laughs) I was thinking he was going to fire in the sky. I was thinking you were going to purple haze all in your brain. Yeah. Ooh. What what does a 15 get me? It passes. Okay. Uh, which means you feel sort of this tendril of madness try to worm its way through your brain, mm-hmm. but you focus and shatter it like glass, and it dissipates into mist. Okay. Before you can go, excuse me, while I kiss this guy. <laughs> bow, 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 bow. Uh, his eyes are then going to glow this really strange ember-like glow. It's somehow a black light. Okay. Uh, I hope I washed my clothes. (laughs) (laughs) Gross! (laughs) Begins to chant, and then that brings us back to Johannes. Uh, Johannes looks down at Snuffles and and goes, With, With a sharp, victorious whinny, Snuffles is going to leap forward, hooves first, into one of the bandits. Hooves, hooves. So she is going to take her hooves and crush down on one of the bandits, pinning him by the shoulder to the ground. 
Johannes, that brings us to you. Yeah, Johannes, uh, upon seeing this, realizes the pincer is on. So he pulls the, he's been, he's been slowly getting the feel for the potatoes. He takes them both in one hand and he tosses them up and he takes his mace and he just baseball clubs them. I will have you roll an attack for these potatoes. Am I, because no one knows I'm there, am I rolling at advantage? Yes, you are. And then... As dumb as that is, yes, you are. (laughs) So the first one, uh, can I hit it at the purple guy? Yeah, you can hit them at the purple guy. He seems menacing. I hit with both because of the advantage. So Johannes, uh, he goes and he takes the both of these potatoes, tosses them up, he takes his mace, and he just hits him one on the inside, and then he continues to make sure he catches one on the end and uh, make sure he turns his hips and gauges through the contact zone and uh, really puts his legs through them. So these potatoes are traveling at a high speed. And right when they hit this purple guy, one in the gut and one in the back of the head, uh, both of them explode with divine energy as he gets potato smited. Smitatoes. The holy starch. What, what is the damage <laughs> for smite potatoes? Well, I know the smite damage, but you can tell me what a potato is. I can't imagine a potato is more than one point of damage. It can't be. Uh, I've seen potato guns do some crazy stuff, but I'm fine with one. I crushed my smite rolls. 21, <laughs> 27, plus potato damage, 29. 29. Yeah, and then do I add a dex or a strength? I would add dex. Yeah. So 33 points of, of holy potato. With a glowing holy light, mm-hmm. the wizard whose eyes were glowing a black, a like strange black aura, gets beamed in the head with this potato. <laughs> it dents his skull, and he collapses to the ground dead. Seeing this, the bandits panic and begin fleeing the area. All in different directions. Mashed potatoes everywhere. You killed wizard with potato damage. Gotta potato be- damage. But I gotta gotta be wary of the spud, bud. name it's j-i-m-b-o my baloney has a second name it's b-i-m-c-o that's right it's jimbo binko he is a nice slice and if you find him nicely he'll see you to your hospice (laughs) Just saying, oh. I was just saying letters and then seeing if I could pronounce it. 